Hey, Dr. Mike here. Are you really at risk for cardiovascular disease? Maybe your doctor thinks so, but is it true? Stay tuned to find out. You're listening to Live Foreverish, a show dedicated to helping you live just a little longer. Here's your hosts, Dr. Mike and Dr. Crystal Gossard. All right, welcome to Live Foreverish. I'm Dr. Mike, and I'm here with my co-host, Dr. Crystal Gossert, and we're going to talk about true cardiovascular risk. You know, there's a lot of information out there, some of it misinformation. It even comes maybe from your doctor. Maybe you're confused. What, what really is my risk for a heart attack or a stroke? So we're going to lay some of that out today. We have a great guest, Dr. Jamie Mesa. He is a medical doctor from the University of Columbia. Uh, he practices emergency medicine and cardiovascular medicine. Dr. Jamie, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much, Dr. Mike. And, and thank you, Dr. Crystal. Uh, my pleasure. So let's start off real simple. Um, so you go to you go to your 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 general doctor or even your cardiologist or whatever it doesn't really matter, right? And 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 you know they ask you about five or six things that that they think determine cardiovascular risk. They're going to talk about your weight, right? They're going to see if you smoke or not. Um, they're going to look at your triglycerides, cholesterol, uh, what's your sugar level. Uh, and, 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 and for the most part, that's about it. Uh, blood pressure, blood pressure is the sixth one, right? Those are, so, and, and listen, no doubt, Dr. Jamie, that those six are important, but are we missing things? Is, is it, is that really it? Are those the only six things I need to look at to determine cardiovascular risk for patients? Well, the, the more we know about cardiovascular disease, the, the more we know that there are many, many different factors. And um, when we look at those factors, we know that there there is much more than just those six or seven different parameters. So yes, it, you might be missing certain things. And um, also that cardiovascular risk should be focused on you know, each specific person uh, on their own specific history. So yes, you might be missing some information. Now I'm I'm curious because I I, I pers- I'll make a confession here. <laughs> I don't think I've ever made this confession, Doctor Mike. My right. I have elevated cholesterol. You've never said that. You've I never do. told me that. I do. It has been elevated for several years, and my dad has elevated cholesterol. My sister my brother, if you were to take out the names, all of our labs would look identical. (laughs) (laughs) And so we do know, we do know it runs in the family. And, and so my question is, you know, I, besides that, I don't have any other risk factors. So what, what are my next steps or what are other things that I should be looking for um, that, that maybe my doctor may not identify? That, I think that's a very good question. I, I want to add, you know, before I answer your question, that I, I think your your scenario is not that uncommon. I would actually say that that's the most common scenario. Uh, and you'd be surprised to know that the, the research on cholesterol and cardiovascular risk actually tells that a very small minority of the people that have high cholesterol have an actual uh, inherited risk for having cardiovascular disease and that's that's less than 10 percent so we were we're kind of wired to think that cholesterol is the risk factor when when there are others to answer your question well you should look into something that might actually be to 
current knowledge much more important, which is inflammation. Are you having markers that are telling us that you have significant inflammation? And we can, of course, discuss specific uh, tests about that, but looking at inflammation, looking at the actual state of your blood vessels, if you already have plaque and to, to what degree, I think those would be the next uh, steps. Well, Dr. Jamie, let me ask you this though. So since Dr. Crystal shared that with us, so she has high cholesterol <laughs> and I, and, and Dr. Chris, I don't know if you're talking about total LDL, you know, whatever, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. Um, uh, I mean, we, we do know that there, the, cholesterol is associated with some risk. I mean, there is research that, that, that shows that if you have the high LDL, low HDL, I mean, that, that there is some truth in that, but, but aren't, aren't, isn't cholesterol so much more than just LDL and HDL? Aren't there like subtypes of these of these fats that could be that could be important? You know, maybe maybe Crystal's LDL is high, but it's not really the the bad kind that scares us. Tell us a little bit about more of that advanced cholesterol testing that looks a little bit more into those subtypes. Yes, of course. So yes, it is true. Actually, the 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 majority of of or or let's say the bulk of the research focuses on cholesterol, and of course there are very um, there are huge advances on the way that we actually measure and calculate cardiovascular risk, even with just lipids. So we now know that the the particle number of those low density lipoproteins, the LDL, the so-called bad cholesterol, that is actually one of the most important markers, not, not necessarily the way that we calculate it in the traditional lipid panel, but actually going in there and by, for example, magnetic uh, resonance uh, and NMR being able to count those particles. Um, also, the size of those LDL particles is very important since we now know that smaller particles might be able to create a higher cardiovascular risk. Um, but we have other molecules that you were mentioning, Dr. Mike. We have the lipoprotein A, for example, which is a subtype of those low-density lipoproteins and is a very big uh, risk factor. We have apolipoprotein B, ApoB, is another particle that's uh, that we are now able to test that gives us a lot of information on on, on of course, our cardiovascular health. And you'd be surprised. A, a lot of people, we... we underestimate their cardiovascular risk because we're not looking into those subtypes. So how would I, would this be my general practitioner or would it be a specialist? Who's running these tests is the question. Well, unfortunately, the, 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 you know, when you go to your doctor, your primary care practitioner, um, especially within the, the, let's say, insurances, uh, the guidelines need to support a certain specific uh, prescription or, or order so you're able to do that. And, and that limits a lot the, 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 the amount of labs or the types of labs that, that a primary care doctor would be. There's no specific regulation that says that your primary care doctor wouldn't be able to do that. Theoretically speaking, they should. But since there are no guidelines that support it, uh, at the time, usually those tests are are reserved more to a cardiologist when they mm -hmm. want to look more in depth uh, into your cardiovascular risk. But in my opinion, it shouldn't. It should be available for everyone. But unfortunately, that's you know how it is. Yeah, it makes you wonder how many you know general practitioners out there are even aware of some of the more advanced testing. 
uh, for cholesterol. I want to move off uh, from cholesterol and talk a little bit more about inflammation. You, you know, you had mentioned that. Dr. Crystal, how many times have we said, um, you know, inflammation is kind of the, the gateway to chronic disease, right? I mean, we, we talk about this all the time, brain, heart, joint, you know, whatever. Um, so, so, what, so, so number one, um, should, should inflammation, and, and I'm talking beyond the, the standard um, tests like CP, um, um, what, what's the standard one, Dr. Crystal? I just went blank. The CRP? Um, CRP, yeah. So, so, so you got your CRP, right? Everybody sees that. But is there, is there again, is there more advanced inflammatory testing that, that people who are at risk, like Dr. Crystal, she has high cholesterol. Should she get some more advanced inflammatory testing? Yes. Yes, of course there is. Uh, there are different tests that are available that could tell us very good information about inflammation. Uh, you can do sedimentation rate, which I wouldn't say is necessarily more advanced, but it is underutilized. Sedimentation rate is a way of looking at your inflammation. Uh, you can do interleukin-6. Interleukin-6 Actually, nowadays it's it's much more common because it, you know, it had a little boom with uh, the the cytokine storm and you know COVID. But it is actually a very good tool to assess uh, your inflammatory state. Uh, you can do homocysteine. Homocysteine is an excellent marker that could predict uh, cardiovascular disease by looking at at inflammation as well. So, Doctor Crystal, well, have you gotten any of those tests? <laughs> 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 well, believe it or not, uh, you know, I asked about some of the testing, but I do have an integrative practitioner. So my general uh, okay. practitioner is not doing any of it. And sometimes I just go, I go to my appointments. Hopefully he's not listening. Hopefully he <laughs> is listening. To yeah, wait a second. yeah, we got to teach them. <laughs> and so I just listen. I'm a very good patient. I don't try to like, you know, I, I let my general practitioner do what my general practitioner what they do. And then I have my, my side integrative practitioner <laughs> who's running all the labs. So I have, uh, I have tested my, uh, ESR, which is, you know, the set rate I have looked at CRP. Um, and I have identified that my particle sizes are, you know, I have the large fluffy, particles. So that's great. Okay, now I do have something that I, since I have you here, you're our expert, uh, my lipoprotein little a, no one talks about that, but that was mildly elevated. So we're not going to turn this into a case study, but I think it's something <laughs> worth bringing into the conversation when we, when we're thinking about cardiovascular risk. Yeah, for sure. It, it, yes, it is. It is lipoprotein a if, if, you know, just to give a little bit of general information, the, the, when we talk about lipids, we are actually talking about lipoproteins, which are um, proteins that are basically in charge of moving uh, those fats into the liver or from the liver into other places of the body. So we know the ones that have a low density, they usually carry more that cholesterol into the peripheral tissues like your blood vessels. And mm -hmm. lipoprotein small a is one subtype of those. So it, it is associated with what we should call atherogenic uh, cholesterol, so the cholesterol that has the ability to form plaque. So that's a very clear example of, you know, how we can actually see that your LDL, which was uh, slightly elevated, now we get another piece of information that tells us that we really should pay attention to those uh, 
cholesterol particles because your risk might be underestimated if you hadn't done that lipoprotein uh, little a. So, so here's the trivia question for the for the for the day. Let's see who can get this, Dr. Crystal, Dr. Jamie. Which president of the United States had a heart attack with normal cholesterol but high LP little a? Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton. Yay! Mm, interesting. Yeah. yeah, it's very. Oh, I like these trivia questions. We should do more, Dr. Mike. <laughs> Anyways, um, so yeah, I mean, LP little a is is atherogenic, very important. Um, so, so Dr. Jamie, let's wrap this up this way. So, so you talked about cholesterol. There's advanced, there's uh, advanced testing. There's other lipoproteins to look at. Inflammation. You mentioned some testing there. Give us like what 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 else is there? Like two more tests uh, that you think are important to really define somebody's cardiovascular risk. Hemoglobin A1C, which is looking at your glucose. Um, I would also add to that, um, if we're talking about lab testing, I think it's very important to know uh, your vitamin D levels, which is not usually talked about when we talk about cardiovascular health, but that's very important. Yeah. So listen, we're talking with Jamie Mesa. Uh, He's a emergency room physician. Uh, It's great to have you on the show today, Jamie. So basically at the end of the day, there are more risk factors than the standard conventional six, right? That is that is so important to understand. Um, if you're listening to this um, and, you're, and you're interested in, in, in understanding this a little bit more, Life Extension has a, has a ton of information on these different uh, cardiovascular risk factors. Dr. Jamie, thanks for coming on the show today. Don't forget at liveforeverish.com, you can download a bunch of other podcasts. You can like, you can share, you can comment, hey, and subscribe so you never miss a show. That's liveforeverish.com. I'm Dr. Mike. Thanks for listening.